Everything you're doing here is an investment. Amen. Am I right about it? Yes. Pastor, there's a scripture for that? Yes. He that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap life everlasting or everlasting life. Right? Praise God. So uh, we've, been, we've been sowing this morning to our spirit, man. All right, 1 John 2. 1 John 2. And again, we're pausing today from our uh, supernatural, unhooking from the natural series. We were in there Wednesday night. How many of y'all were here Wednesday night? Amen. Man, if you weren't here Wednesday night, I'm telling you, um, and we got, we got to work on it because our media, we've been having some issues with our software, all that kind of stuff. So even when you look at it, just, just listen to it. Don't look at it because the, the, it's not synced, so the voice, you know, we got, we got all kinds of issues. We're going we're gonna to remedy all that this week. Amen. If I got to throw everything in the garbage and go, and go buy uh, uh, PCs, get rid of the Macs. I'm, I'm messing with Kirk. <laughs> we got to do something, Amen. Because, you know, I told Kirk the other day, Friday, I said, hey, this word is too valuable. The word that we put out there is too valuable to not have it uh, captured in a way that people can go back to it. So we can't afford to not have everything top notch. Amen. And so God's going to help us with that. He is helping us. Amen. First John 2, verse 20 and 27, just two verses. Verse 20. And verse 27. Do y'all have that? Okay, we're reading from the New King James Version. If you don't have that version, it's on the screen in front of you. 1 John 2, verse 20. Let's read together. Ready, read. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Woo! Verse 27. Verse 27. You have it? All right, let's read that together. Ready, read. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. You will abide in him. Again, verse 20 said, but you have an anointing. Verse 27 said, the anointing which you have received. My subject today is simply the anointing which you have, the anointing which you have. Father, thank you today for the word we're about to receive. I pray that each person today would open their eyes, their ears, and their hearts to receive the word of God. I thank you that, God, you have authority, Lord, in this, in this universe, and you've given us authority over this atmosphere. And we use that authority, Lord. We bind every demonic force that would try to stop the word of God from going forth. We bind every demonic, devilish plight that would try to block your people from receiving the word of God today. And I pray that every heart is open to receive the word of God today with meekness, knowing it's able to save our souls, and that your people receive the word of God, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, your word, which will work effectively in those of us who believe, it will exercise its superhuman powers inside of us. We thank you for it, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. All right, you may take your seats this morning, this afternoon. The anointing which you have. The anointing. That's what verse 27 says, the anointing which you have received. I want to talk about the anointing which you have. He said in verse 20, you have an anointing. You have an anointing. Now, when I was in Frankfurt um, last week, uh, 
I guess a couple weeks ago now, whenever it was, uh, I, like I told you, I end up preaching three times. I went there to preach once. I end up preaching, teaching three times. And the, my assigned uh, preaching segment was Tuesday evening, and I preached a message entitled, The Devil is After Your Anointing. And I encourage you, if you've not heard that, you visit um, faithvictorychurch.us or go to their YouTube uh, page and you listen to that message, the devil is after your anointing. And I share three, three ways that he's attacking the anointing on your life because he's definitely afraid of the anointing on your life. How many of y'all know that the devil himself was anointed? Yes. Raise your hand if you already knew that, if you already knew that, that he, that he was anointed. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel that uh, Lucifer, when the Bible describes Lucifer, it says, you are or you were the anointed cherub. So Satan, Lucifer, in his original state, carried the anointing. It says you are the anointed cherub. And so, um, you know, he was a worship leader. Right? Remember, God has had three archangels. Right? One was Gabriel. He was the, the, messenger, or the messenger or the word angel. He has still... Uh, Michael, who's the warrior angel, and he had Lucifer, who was the worship angel. So he had word, every church needs word, needs warriors, and needs worship. That's how God set up his throne, okay? And so Lucifer was the worshiper angel, and he was anointed as a worshiper. He, the Bible talked about these pipes he had built in him. You read his description. He was beautiful. And that pride that developed in him got to be too much, and he lost that anointing. So he's afraid of your anointing. And I, I shared three ways uh, the devil's attacking. I talked about, number one, he's attacking uh, through false teaching. Satan is attacking through false teaching. Is Do we have false teaching out there in the world today? In the church today, a lot of false teaching. We're being inundated. YouTube and Facebook, they've made it very accessible to get as much false teaching as you can get your hands on. In fact, the Bible said one of the problems is people have itching ears. People have itching ears. They don't listen to their man of God. They don't listen to their woman of God as if we're not talking from God. They go have itching ears and listen to all kinds of other people. Amen. And the Bible says as a result, 1 Timothy 4.1, some will depart from the faith. Some will depart from the faith, right? Giving heed to, to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So, Notice it, it didn't say, in fact, if you look at this, that scripture, it didn't say def, depart from the church. It said depart from the faith. Depart from the faith. That's why 2 Corinthians 13, uh, right around verse 5, I think it is, says, examine yourselves, test yourselves, and see whether you're in the faith. Because you can be in church and not be in the faith. I'm going to come over here. Y'all got it. I'm going to come over here. You can be in church and not be in the faith. So he says you better examine yourself, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, right? Because people depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines. Hebrews 2, 1 says what we should do is then give more earnest heed to the thing we've heard, lest we drift away. So instead of giving heed to devils, give heed to the word. That's why we put it online. Well, it's hard to look at it because the, the sync, the voice and the video ain't synced. Listen to it. Go to SoundCloud. 
You better get it because there's, all, there's teaching out there. And the devil's teaching 24-7. And if you're not filling up on the word as much as he's bringing his evil in there, amen. All right, number two, Satan is attacking through fleshly temptations. Can the church say amen? James 1, 4, 14 says each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and, and enticed. And then, then it talks about, go, go to verse 15. Can you add verse 15 to that, please? So it talks about when lust has conceived, when, when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. So there's still sin in the New Testament in there. People tell you there's no sin in the New Testament. Yes. I don't care if it's Creflo. It's, they, they, they're lying. It gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. He's talking to believers. That's why well, believers can't, can't die in sin. Well, how come the Bible in Jew talks about uh, twice dead? See, you were born dead. But twice dead means you died again. You walked away from this thing. Amen? So you better stick with it. So he comes through temptations. Can you say amen? Temptations, yes, temptations. Every one of us. I don't care how Holy Ghost filled, sanctified you are, fire baptized, speaking in tongues, you're going to face and deal with temptations. Even you, Pastor, yes, me, Pastor. I just don't give in to them. Jesus Christ was tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. So, so listen, so listen, so listen. Well, so-and-so preacher fall. That's not your example. Well, I know deacon so-and-so and sister so-and-so, you know, they failed. They're not your example. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. See? So he's our example. Amen? So you and I don't have to sin. Tell your neighbor, you don't have to sin. Tell them, stop it. Tell them, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're into. Now, y'all, some of y'all looking at me. I didn't say look at me. I said, tell your neighbor, you don't have to sin. I don't know what you're into. Y'all front row, y'all ain't saying anything. Y'all just going to sit and be hard-headed? Well, I can't tell them that. You better tell them that because... See, Brother Harold, that's what the Bible says. Lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets you. So I know you sanctified, but there are some things that given the right moment, the right situation, the right... The right whiff in the air at the traffic light. If you're not strong in the Lord and the power of his might, if you keep hanging around the wrong company, evil, com evil company corrupts good manners, good habits, right? So the remedy for that is Romans 13, 14. Romans 13, 14 says, instead of sinning, he says, put on... The Lord Jesus Christ, and Christ, I'll deal with this later, is the anointing, and make no provision for the flesh. So don't, don't set up opportunity to sin. Amen? He about to meddle. Yeah, I'm meddling. If you're dating somebody, you don't need to be riding the car with them by yourself. I should just sit down, shouldn't I? If you're dating and not married to somebody, you shouldn't be meeting some, riding with somebody in the car by yourself. You should be going off on a trip. We're taking a trip. She's taking a trip for her. 
Well, y'all on your honeymoon? No, no, no. We just taking a trip. Pastor, you wrong. No, it says make no provision for the flesh. You're giving your flesh opportunity. You just, oh boy, it was a struggle this weekend. You put yourself in a situation. You did that. Pastor, it's 2022. I know, but you still you. And I still got to deal with you in 2022. And thee in 2023. So tell your neighbors, don't set up sin. Don't set up sin. I'm going to move on. Uh, I'm going to move on. I mean, I just think, you know, because I'm going to do it because y'all already look at me crazy. That's why the Bible says flee fornication. If I flee fornication, which is all sexual sin, all sexual sin, all sexual Well, we didn't go all the way. You still fornicated. You still fornicated. It says flee from it. We were just we were just touching it. I just you know it was it was it was. I, oh, it's kids that ain't here, right? Oh, I can't. Okay, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. That's right. This no no children's church today, so I gotta I gotta I gotta back it up. I gotta I gotta. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We found little little kids watching anime. When they watch these little anime cartoons, it's not it's not like Barney Rubble. These little anime cartoons, the the, the, the cartoon characters are, are engaged in sexual activities. And your little three and four year and five year olds are watching this stuff. Number three, Satan is attacking through fiery trials. We talk about that, Pastor. I know about trials. First Peter four twelve, Paul uh, Peter says, "Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you." All right. So you're going to go through trials, and the trials are meant from the enemy to attack your anointing. First Peter 5, 8, 9, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. So don't give in to him. Resist him. Resist him. No, devil, I'm not doing that. You got to tell the devil no. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give in to that grief. I'm not going to give in to that sorrow. I'm not going to give in to that anger. I'm not just going to be angry with my spouse all week. But I'm right. Who cares? Who cares if you're right when now, because now you're wrong. Now you're wrong because you're, 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 now you're in sin. You're in that anger and you're sinning. So now, now you are wrong. Even though you're right about the situation, now you're wrong about the circumstance. So you got to say, no, devil, I'm not giving in to your 
to your fiery trials. Amen. Okay, now let's get into this here because we're talking about the anointing which you have. Because some of you are looking at me and saying, well, Pastor, this, this message doesn't pertain to me because, you know, I'm not in the fivefold ministry. I don't have an anointing. I don't do anything. I don't even serve in ministry. <laughs> well, you should. But if you do, you should do it with an anointing. And I want to let you know that you do have an anointing. Okay, let me ask this question. How many of you born again? Put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. If you really love my Jesus, why don't you let me hear you say it? <laughs> okay. So you're born again, and if you're born again, you have an anointing. Now that comes as a shock to most of you. Because, and I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you really how, how the Lord dealt with me on this to even go here this week, was because I was... I was sitting there talking to the Lord about, uh, at the time, not feeling anointed. Has that ever happened to anybody? As a matter of fact, I guarantee you, the majority of the time, you don't feel anointed. And what the Holy Ghost reminded me of, that anointing is not a feeling. It's that there's an anointing you have. And so... If, if he was reminding me that if I go by how I feel, then I'll never operate in what I'm called to do. I'm talking about 16 of you right now, right? If I go by how I feel, I'll never operate in what I'm called to do. The anointing is not a feeling. It's something you have. You have it. You have and then he began to deal with me yesterday morning about the, the anointing teaching me something. Because there are some things I was praying about, seeking God for, and he said the anointing will teach you that. Praise God. Praise God. So if you're born again, you have an anointing. Okay? Now let's look at that. Let's prove that from Scripture. Again, 1 John 2, 20. In, in fact, this is what I want you to know. You have an anointing for something. Because the anointing is not for nothing. The anointing that you have is for something. Okay? So you have an anointing for something. Everybody say, I have an anointing. Say it again, I have an anointing. If you're born again, say, I'm born again. And I have an anointing. Okay? So 1 John 2.20, notice what he says here in 1 John 2.20. He says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. But you have an anointing. You have. You have. Not you can have. Not you will have. Not you should have. He says, but you have. You better wake up on this. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. Everybody say, so I have an anointing. Okay, now look at verse 27. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. So you received it and it abides. So when did you receive your anointing? When you got born again. And guess what? He said the anointing abides in you. Well, I don't feel it. That has nothing to do with it. 
I need y'all to really perk up and, and listen up because this, this might help you if you let it. In fact, it will help you if you let it. So you have an anointing. Everybody say, so I have an anointing. I received it, and it abides in me. I have an anointing. I have received it, and it abides in me. I don't go by how I feel. I know it's on me. I know it's in me. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you're grabbing what I'm saying. Because this blessed me. And I've been saved for 30, 33 years. 33 years. Walking with God, 33 years. Not perfectly, but with a perfect heart. And there are times, Anissa, when I didn't feel that anointing. Times when, when I felt like God wasn't even with me. And at those times, it, when I went by that feeling, I didn't step into and walk out what God needed me to do, needed me to do in ministry as a pastor. I remember, I remember one, one Sunday, um, this is a few years back, when I came in, and in particular, I felt no anointing. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to describe it. I really felt like there was nothing on my life. Pastor, you weren't sin. I wasn't in sin. I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm, I'm done with sin. But there, there was just, you know, just, I didn't feel anything. But I, I came to church that day like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go and preach and, you know, everything. And I remember uh, Tamara, you must have stood up that day or something. You said, the Lord said, uh, I don't know if you passed me a note. The Lord said he wanted to heal somebody today. And you passed me whatever. And I remember that day, man, the anointing fell so hard. I mean, it just, it wrecked our service. And I'm like, Lord, what was that? He said, you have an anointing. This might be a 50-50 crowd today. I don't know. 50% of y'all want it. 50% of y'all might not even care what I'm talking about. But I'm, which 50%? Are you the 50% that want it? Okay, all right, all right. That's all I, I want to make sure I'm talking to the right people. So, so, so you don't have to feel this, Barbara. It's, it's on you. You have it. And he says, you have an anointing. You have received, verse 27, an anointing, and it, it abides in you, right? So then... You might say, well, okay, who am I talking to, Pastor? Because this is, is this for the fivefold ministry? I'm not, I'm not fivefold ministry. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. I'm not an evangelist. Uh, I'm not, I don't have a worldwide, a global television ministry. I don't have a global healing ministry. God, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. I'm just, I just come to church. Okay, let's see who he's talking to. If you go back to verse 18, read verse 18, or put verse 18 on the screen for me. 1 John 2, 18. 1 John 2, 18. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Doesn't mean they left the church. 
They just left the faith. Because they'll sit right up in here and be uh, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. You follow what I'm saying to you? Or I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to imply in this church. I'm talking about in the church. All right? Then verse 20 says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Now remember, verse 18, he identified who he's talking to. Who? Who? Little children. He's talking to little children. Now, does that mean he's talking to little old babies? Are you sure? Okay, let's, let's look at little children in the Greek. Let's look at children in the Greek. Because y'all are saying, well, these kids, they just, you know, we just got to give them little suckers and little candy and lollipops in children's church. How many children's church workers do I have here? You, Eagles Nest, Eagles Landing. We, we, these little children that we have here, they're not, they're not the churches of moral. They're not, they're not secondary Christians. I got like three amens on that. So don't, don't show up to children's church like I'm just babysitting. If you want to babysit, get on care.com and sign up to be a, a babysitter on care.com. We don't need babysitters here. We need anointed teachers who understand that you are dealing with anointed children. And you treat them as such, and you train them as such, and you teach them as such. And you, and you make way for them to express the anointing that's on their lives. Okay, wow. Little children, that comes from the Greek word paidon. I probably didn't pronounce that right, but who cares? Let's look at what that word means. It means a young child, a little boy, a little girl, infants. Stop right there. Jesus says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Come on, did Jesus Christ say that? I'm not getting it. Did Jesus Christ say that? He said, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, you have perfected praise. He gets it from the Psalms that says that out of the mouths of babies and suckers, you have ordained strength. So God takes little babies, little children, and he puts an anointing on them. So your, your little two, three-year-old, instead of them watching, you know, Barney and Teletubby all day, you ought to engage them in the word such that you help develop them in the anointing that they have. But I'm talking to the parents now. Parents, the church is not your children's Bible teacher. The church is only supplementing what you should be doing seven days a week. All the church should be doing is reinforcing what you are already enforcing. Reinforcing what you are enforcing. And that's your understanding that even your young child, your little boy, your little girl, your infant, when, when you have, when, watch this, when you, when you read in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, Evangelist, 
you know, they all deal with marriage. In 1 Corinthians 7, when the Bible talks about, about uh, a man and a woman being married, a man of God, a woman of God, not talking about pastors, just talking about people who walk with God, the Bible says, Paul said, God uh, wants a righteous seed. So when you marry and you operate according to God's right standards, you, your children are called a righteous seed. So if they're a righteous seed, then they can carry the anointing. I wish your parents say, my children are anointed. A young child, a little boy, a little girl, infants. Now look at this. Metaphorically, it means children are like children in intellect. In intellect. That means even if somebody uh, hasn't developed intellectually, intellectually, you can be grown and still haven't developed intellectually. But that does not keep you or disqualify you from having anointing in your life. Then metaphorically, it mean, or figuratively rather, it means an immature Christian. Wait a minute. Doesn't it change everything? Because you assume the anointing is just for those who mature. You know, I've been with God 30 years, and I learned the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I know all the doctrine. I know the walk of faith. I know the Romans road, and I, can, I know how to do all these things. No, it says an immature Christian. All around you, there are immature Christians. All around you. I mean, right up in here. This church is full of, I, I shouldn't say full of, I mean, there are immature Christians in this, in this church. There are mature Christians, there are immature Christians. But the anointing is not reserved for the mature Christians. He said, this is the anointing which you have. In verse 27, 1 John 2, 27. The anointing which you have received. So you have already received it. I'm not getting much help, but I'm, I'm, I understand that must mean you're trying to process what I'm saying to you. So if you're born again, you have received an anointing. Now, all of y'all put your hands up by, yes, I'm born. Yes, amen, pastor. Yes, amen. I'm born again. Wonderful. I want you also to understand that you are anointed. You have received an anointing. Well, I don't know what my anointing is. It's only one anointing. There's only one anointing. Well, I don't know. Is my anointing for healing? I don't know. Is it, is it for, for singing? I don't know. It, it doesn't matter what it's for. There's still only one anointing. But the anointing which you have received. But you have an anointing. Verse 20. He's talking to little children. That means even if you are fresh born, if somebody comes to this altar today and get born again, you walk out with an anointing. I don't feel nothing. It has nothing to do with how you feel. You're anointed. You have been given a treasure in your earthen vessel. Yes, sir. You have an anointing. So say it again. I'm born again. I have an anointing. I have received the anointing. And it dwells in me. I see if you catch that. It makes you responsible now That's right. to safeguard that anointing. It's not, 
your responsibility to keep it on you because you didn't get it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't put it on you. It came on you. It was given to you. But it's your responsibility to keep yourself in a consecrated way of life such that now you know what you have and you now begin to, to uh, learn how to use that anointing. I hope y'all listen to me today. I'll finish when I'm done, okay? So I want, I want you to know, Manasseh, don't laugh at me like that. You, you, have, you have an anointing. Let, let, me, let me keep going here. So the anointing isn't only for the fivefold ministry. Y'all got it? We know it's not only for adults. We know it's not only for mature, seasoned saints. It's for everybody. In fact, if you're a believer, it's on everybody. Y'all got it? Galatians 5, I'm sorry, Galatians 3.27. Let me give you a little more proof of that. Galatians 3.27. For as many of you as are baptized, I know y'all still looking for it. I'm just reading it because I don't have much time. For as many of you as are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, the word Christ, y'all know Christ, right? Jesus Christ. It's better, it would be better noted Jesus the Christ because Christ was not his last name like Anderson is my last name. Christ is not his last name. Christ is his office. It's his title. It means the Messiah. It literally means from the Greek, it's from the Greek word Christos, which literally means anointed. Anointed. Or the anointed one and his anointing. So it says, as many of you as are baptized into Christ or into the anointed one and his anointing have put on. How many of y'all born again here? You've been baptized into Christ, right? Well, you have been put on. You were baptized. In other words, you can't, you can't, you can't bathe in perfume and not come up, come up smelling like perfume. You can't bathe in oil and not come up smelling like, uh, come up oily. So you can't be baptized into Christ and not come up Christy. Oily. Anointed. You can't bathe in the anointing, be baptized into the anointing, and not come up anointed. You bathe in it. You've been, you've been, you've been baptized in it. Glory to God. You went down with no anointing. Thank you. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Man, the anointing's on that right there. You went down with no anointing, but you came up with the anointing. You went down empty, but you came up full. That's why you got to be baptized, ladies and gentlemen. Glory to God. Don't just, well, my perm. I just got a perm. Bump your perm. The anointing can straighten your hair right back out. I, I said the anointing will straighten your hair right back out. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, the anointing is on this thing. The Holy Ghost is, is really enjoying this right now. Again, the anointing, it ain't a feeling, but I feel anointed right now. Because the more I talk about this, the more the, who, <laughs> the more the Holy Ghost is smiling on the inside of me. I feel him. He's talking to me right now on the inside. Oh, 
don't know if you feel it, but the anointing is getting stronger, just, just stronger by the moment. Hallelujah. I might preach by myself this morning. Hallelujah. So I've been baptized into this anointing. So I put on this anointing. I put on this anointing. So when I got up, I came up. And everywhere I go from now on, it's on me. And 1 John 2.27 tells me that, oh my God, that I have received this anointing. And it dwells in me. It lives. It, it abides in me. So listen, listen to me. I'm not just anointed at 2361. I'm anointed at 1053. I'm anointed at 957. I'm anointed wherever I go. This is going to be very important because some of you, we're going to pray in a, in a little bit for all the teachers and all the students. I want you to go back to your classroom. I want you to go back to your school understanding that you are anointed. And you will not teach this year without the anointing. You will not administrate this year without the anointing. You will not work this year without the anointing. You will not learn this year without the anointing. You will no longer do business without the anointing. It's the anointing you have. It's in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's life is going to be drastically different after today. Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, will just say, Lord, baptize me again. Just, just drop me in it again. I, some of the oil has rubbed off, but God rubbed me down again in that oil of your anointing. I want to be oily. I want to be anointed. I want to be oily for you everywhere I go. When you're oily, you're slippery. Where the devil has been grabbing you and holding you, if you get oily, you'll become slippery to the devil. He can't hold on to you. He can't hold, hang on. He can't hold you down because you're oily with the anointing. That's why Jesus, first day in ministry, when they're about to take him out and dump him off a cliff, the Bible says he slipped right through them. You know why he slipped? He was oily. There's an oil that's going to flow on your life today. I know I'm going I'm to pray for students and staff and, and school, but anybody who wants it, there's an honor. You ain't got to wait till I pray. There's an anointing right now already in this room that if you just open yourself up, he'll let the, that oil of glory, that oil of joy, that oil of gladness, that fresh oil just come on you right now. Lord, let that oil flow down on everyone's head right now. Everyone in this room right now, let that oil of your joy, that oil of your glory, that oil of your gladness, that oil of your anointing, let it flow down on everyone right now in this place. 
double, double. Somebody needs an oil change today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have the anointing, but I need an oil change. God, give me a fresh oil. I, you've anointed me with fresh oil. Oh, my shield oil. You've anointed me with fresh oil. 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 Fresh oil right now, Jesus' name. what the psalmist said in Psalm 92. He, he says Psalm 92 right around verse 10. He says you've anointed me with fresh oil. Hallelujah. I've been running on, on that oil for a while but God thank you this morning for some fresh oil. A fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. A fresh touch from you. And not just to feel good. This anointing is power and it's wisdom. Y'all better sit down. Let me try to try to contain yourself. First Corinthians 12. Let me hurry up. 27. First Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of the anointed one and his anointing. Now you are the body of the anointed one and his anointing. Do you understand that? When you're born again, you're not just the body of exceeding grace Christian center. That doesn't get you any, any points. We're glad to have you, but that doesn't get you any points. You can't tell a devil when he's coming upside your head. I'm a member of VGCC. <laughs> pastor Jonathan Anderson is my pastor. That ain't going to do nothing with the devil. You better know who you are and that you're part of the body of Christ, the body of the anointed one and his anointing. I'm part of Can Network. Devil, get up. No, that ain't going to. So watch, so you were the body of Christ. So the same oil then that's on the head is on the body. Am I right about that? It applies to the body. Psalm 133, we know when the, uh, Aaron, uh, hit, the oil came on him. It came down uh, from him, down on his head, down to his beard, down to the, his garments and the skirts of his garment. The same oil flows down. So the head is anointed. So if the head is anointed, the body is also anointed with the same anointing. Everybody say the same anointing. Say, I have the same anointing as Jesus Christ. Remember Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Remember that, went about doing good, healing all those who the devil, for God was with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, right? God anointed him. Well, Everything he did was by the anointing, and the anointing that's on the head is on you, Miss Frankie. You got the same anointing. Well, no, that's Jesus. You got the same anointing. He went so far as to say, the works that I do, greater works than these shall you do. 
because I go to my father. So you got the same anointing. You have it. Well, I ain't never cast out no devil. You just, you haven't used the anointing. I ain't never laid hands on a sick and old body. You just haven't used the anointing. I've never stood and prophesied. You've just not used the anointing. And the, thank you, Holy Ghost. And the anointing that I have and Christ has and you have and Benny Hinn has and anybody else has, it's the same anointing. It just manifests in different ways. Put up 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. You know in verse 7 talks about the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for the profit of all. It goes to talk about difference of administration, difference of activities, all that kind of stuff. In other words, manifests different ways. Put up 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 11. Put verse 11 up. Verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. So it's the same anointing, the same Spirit doing all this. It's, this is one anointing. So you, the moment you receive that anointing, when you got born again and you were baptized, that anointing just, was, just covered you when you got baptized. Praise God, that anointing is on you. Now, what it empowers you to do may be different than what it empowers me to do. But it's the same anointing. Hallelujah. So the same anointing on the head, Christopher, is the same anointing on the body. Watch this. Go to Mark 14. Mark 14. Media, put on the screen for me, please. Let me just read off y'all's screen. Mark 14, 3, verse, 3 through 8. Mark 14, 3 through 8. Remember the story when the woman comes to anoint Jesus? <clears throat> Remember the story when the woman comes to anoint Jesus? Okay, Mark 14, verse 3. says, and being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster box, alabaster flask, excuse me, a very costly oil of spikenard. That word spikenard is, is, is powerful. You look spikenard up, it, it's the Greek word pistikis, or pistikis, which means uh, faith. It means a full persuasion. She, she came in full, she came in full faith. Now something happens here. Now watch what happens. It says, then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. on his head. head. Now between verse three and verse eight, the people complain. This woman should have taken this oil and sold it and given it to the poor, and she don't know what she's doing. You read uh, Matthew's account or, or Luke's account, whatever. They, uh, Luke's and John's accounts rather. They talk about this woman being a, 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 a prostitute and all that kind of stuff, and they they got all kind of problems with what she did. But I just want you to focus on what he says here in verse 3. What it says here in verse 3. That she broke the flask and poured it on his head. Now go to verse 8 for me, please, for sake of time. I'm not going to read it all. Verse 8. Verse 8. Jesus, in response to what they says, he says, she has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. You got it. The Bible says she poured the oil on his head. He said she came to anoint my body. Which, that, the implication of that is if whatever's on the head automatically gets on the body. He says she's come to anoint my body for burial. He, she, is, she, is, she is going ahead of time yes. 
by her pistichus, her faith. She's going ahead of time and anointing his body for burial with a belief for a resurrection. In fact, if, if thank you, Holy Ghost. If, if, if you know the story, if you read John's account, it's over in John chapter 12 where you see the same story. And the Bible says it's Mary, the sister of Lazarus. It's that, that's who John, John 12 identifies it as that same Mary who anoints. And it says there she anoints his feet. She wipes, wipes his, teeth, his feet and all that kind of stuff. But remember now, that same Mary in John chapter 11 was there when Jesus Christ raised Lazarus. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. So that being the same Mary back here in Mark 14, when she anoints his body for burial, she not anointed his body to stay there. She already knows he's going to get up. He is the resurrection and he is alive. But when he gets up, he's going to get up not only with an anointed head. See, oh my God, as long as he was here on this planet, he was the only one walking with the anointing. But once he got up on that cross, once he stretched his hands out wide, once he hung his head in the locks of his shoulder, once he died, didn't he die? Once he was buried and then he rose up, now his body carries the same anointing as the head. She's come to anoint my body. In fact, go to verse 7. Verse 7, verse seven he's, I, I think I remember the story correctly. He said, uh, uh, no, it must be verse 6. Verse 6, let her alone. That's the part I like. In my words, leave her alone. She's done a good work for me. Y'all talking about all kinds of stuff. He said, you better leave her alone. She's done a good work. Now, if you read uh, Luke's and John's account, they, he says this, because they're in the house of one man named Simon. And Jesus says this in the other accounts. He says, this woman came, and she anointed my feet with her tears, and she dried it with her hair. And he said, you have not, as a guest in your own house, you didn't even anoint my head with oil. It was customary when someone came to your house that they anointed their, the person's head with oil. And he said, you didn't even bother to do that. You didn't honor me enough to anoint my head with oil. And here she come anointing my feet. You better leave her alone. Shut up. You don't know what she's doing. Now, if we understand the compilation of the stories then, the same anointing that was on the head was also on the feet. which means that it doesn't matter if we were in the Acts 2 church on the day of Pentecost or if we're in the 2022 church in these are the last days. It's the same oil that was then. It's the same oil that was on, on Saul and on, Paul and on Peter and James and John. The same oil that was on those fellows, Pastor. The same oil is on Pastor Joshua. We might be the feet in the body, but it's the same oil. Okay, let me finish here. Okay, now, now, let me, let me, let me, let me go back, go back then. Because we read 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now, you are the body of Christ. 
and members individually. I think King James says members in particular. And so it says members in particular, or our, our version, New King James, members individually. So that means as individual members, we have a purpose, an individual purpose for our anointing. We are the body and members individually. You catch that? We are the body, we, but members individually. So just like your body, your physical body is one body, but each member serves a purpose. But it's still one body. I plan on eating real well this afternoon. But my mouth, my eyes may shine and my teeth may grit, but I can't get to that food of my feet. Don't operate in this purpose. So we're all members individually, in particular. So I have an individual purpose and assignment, an individual part that I play, but it's still the same anointing. In fact, when you read verse 27, he goes into verse 28, and watch what he says verse 28. And God, this is the very next verse, and God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. So he now lays out what those, some of those individual parts. Then he goes on to say in verse 29, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Well, that, then I don't need an anointing. No. Are all teachers? No. Are all miracle, workers of miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But remember, we, didn't, we don't, don't forget helps. Back in verse 28, helps. Administrations. Gifts. You see these things here? See the fivefold ministers in there? See apostles, prophets, teachers, well, where, where are pastors? They're under administrations. Where are the evangelists? Those are workers of miracles. Salvation is a miracle. And, and evangelists have to know that, hey, they're, the miracle working power of God is God's dinner bell to the, to the sinner. You got this here? So then uh, heal, healings, helps. Everybody in this church is in helps ministry. I'm talking about if you're serving. If you're just sitting, you ain't helping out at all. You're just helping yourself. Amen? All right, that's where you are now. You can change that today. Because your anointing is not for you to sit. Your anointing is for you to serve. Okay? All right. So let's round to a close here. We're on like the last quarter turn. Not on the straight way yet, just the last quarter turn. So I said, if you're born again, you have an anointing for something. Now there's a second part, Pauline, that God was dealing with me about. That's why I'm teaching you this today. The anointing you have teaches you all things. The anointing you have teaches you all things. 
So in 1 John 2.20, he says, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Whoa, uh-oh. Wow. Wow, I feel a shift in my life. Because he just told me that by that anointing, I know all things. I just don't know. Well, that anointing is there for you to know. See, the anointing is not just for goosebumps, Jaquetta. That's why I'm, I'm glad the Lord brought that out to me, that don't go by how you feel. It's not about goosebumps. It's not about the hair on your head. It's not about, you know, feeling this tingly. That's not what it's all about. Because you can go through your whole life and never feel that tingly and still be anointed and start knowing all things. Now, if that's the case, and it is, and you have an anointing. Matter of fact, put up 27, verse 27. Verse 27. Glory to God. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. It abides in you. Abides in you. Abides in you? Abides in you. Everybody say it abides in me. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Say it again. Everywhere I go. So I'm not just anointed at 2361. I'm anointed everywhere I go. And he says it abides in me and I don't need that anyone teach me. Now don't get this twisted and start thinking I don't need a Bible teacher. It's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about you don't need this false teaching that's out there. That's what he was warning about earlier. He says, but watch this part, Deacon Tyrone. This is a bless, this a bless grandma. Okay. <laughs> you sit next to a blessed woman. Amen. Because she's going to get this. Amen. So you ask her after church what, what it's talking about. Yes, sir. <laughs> watch this. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. Oh, wait, Oscar. Hold on a minute, Oscar. Wait, you mean I have an anointing? I've been given an anointing. It abides in me, and it'll teach me concerning all things? Why have I been struggling then? Why? Why? Listen to me, young children, infants, little children, going back to school in three days. Why would you ever fail a test? You know why? Because you left the anointing back at the church. Did it say he teach me concerning all things? Does all mean all? In Greek, Hebrew, Latin, Arabic is Aramaic is all, all is all is all. So if he'll teach me in all things concerning all things, then if I tap into that anointing, if I employ, E-M-P-L-O-Y, if I employ that anointing that's on me and in my life, then that means I have access to wisdom about everything. Y'all are clapping hesitantly, but that's okay. Okay, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. Help me out, Pastor. 1 Corinthians 1.24. 1 Corinthians 1.24. 1 Corinthians 1.24. 
Look at what this says here. I'm about to finish. It's 1304. 1 Corinthians 124. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the what? And the anointed one and his anointing is the power of God. We know that. Praise God is the power of God. Oh, I need that power. Oh, I was feeling sick in my body and the anointing. Oh, praise God. Oh, I was tired and anointing. Yeah, great. It's the power of God. We know that. And I'm, we're not going to abandon that. We want the power of God. I said we want the power of God everywhere we go, right? But he's also, and it is also the wisdom of God. That anointing you have carries the wisdom of God. Put up verse 30, same chapter. Verse 30, same chapter. Verse 30, same chapter. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus. He didn't just say Jesus, he said Christ Jesus, who became for us. What? He became what? He became, Christ became for me wisdom from God. Now, I believe by, by Friday, if you listen to this, you'll, you'll get excited finally. He says he became for us wisdom from God. Christ is the power and wisdom of God. The anointing is the power and wisdom of God. Now, I have, and I, remember, go back to 1 John 2.20. Let me close this out because I'm losing 10% of you. 1 John 2.20. I might have lost more of y'all than that. But the rest of y'all, I'm going to preach for y'all. 1 John 2.20. But you have and you know all things. Wait a minute. I didn't know I knew all things. I didn't know I knew all things. I didn't know that I knew all things. I didn't know I knew all things. If that's the case, Miss Lynn, this means that the anointing in you, mean, it means that the answers or the wisdom you need is in you. It's already in you. And the devil wants to trick people, in, even Christians, to go online searching. To go off on a on a on an adventure or a trek or odyssey, I gotta go find myself out there in the in 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 the you know Budapest somewhere. I gotta sit with somebody with some bowls and a healing person. I gotta I gotta get involved with all kind of you know lighting some sage and all that kind of stuff, trying to find stuff. You ain't gotta do all that stuff. It's in you. It's in you. Your horoscope can't tell you what's in you. You know when they write a horoscope, that's for everybody. That's the devil's message to everybody. I say that's the devil's message to everybody. No, but God has put inside you all the wisdom, all the answers that you need. You got to just quiet yourself enough. 
my prayer has been every day for years. Lord, teach me how to be a good husband. I don't know. Guys, you don't know. Come on, admit, guys, you don't know. See, y'all said, Pastor, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Ask your wife that, are you doing all right? No. Well, whatever, however we're doing, we can do better. Ladies, you don't know how to be a good wife. Lord, every day, teach me how to be a good husband. And then I say, Lord, teach me how to be a good father. Teach me how to be a good father to my children. I had a great father. My father gave me great examples. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not raising William Warren, Leslie, Jonathan, and Julius. I'm raising Alexis, Olivia, Lydia, and Jonathan. They're different. So I need you to teach me how to raise them. Matter of fact, Lord, teach me how to raise Olivia. And teach me how to raise Lydia. And teach me how to raise Alexis. And teach me how to raise, because they're all, they're all different from each other. But because of the anointing, Chris, I can know and I do know all things. And verse 27 says that same anointing teaches me concerning all things. So the anointing, thank you, Holy Ghost. Barry, this anointing is not just to get up here and sing and praise and worship. How many of y'all run a business in here? You run a business. You're, you're trying to run a business. Do you know that it's the same anointing that I walk in when preaching, and I ask the Lord, Lord, teach me how to be a pastor. Teach me how to be a man of God. Because I don't know. You know, I don't, I, there was no book. There was no class I went to on how to be a man of God one-on-one. There's no, there's no class. Is this not what Solomon asked for when, when God said, Solomon asked, what, what do you want? And he said, Lord, g- give me wisdom on how to lead your people. Teach me how to lead your people. I don't know how to do this. You don't know how to do this? Well, I, I went to school, and I went to school six years, and I have a degree, and I know, I know how to be an accountant. Well, Lord, there's, there's a wisdom for your job. There's a wisdom for your career that's beyond what you could ever learn in school. Because they're not anointed out there. They are not anointed, and they don't know all things. What will take you to the top of your industry is when you introduce things that they don't know that you got from the Holy Ghost. You want to be teacher of the year? You want to be principal of the year? You want to be administrator of the year? There are things that you you can tap into in that anointing. That they can't figure out how to get these kids straight, how to get their attention. And, you know, we can, we can go to seminars seven days a week and spend two weeks in a retreat trying to learn how to figure out how to, how to deal with these kids in school. And God can say, just spend a half hour with me, I'll teach you how to do this. Because there's an anointing that you have. 
And whatever individual role you play, that anointing will shine through in that role. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm an anointed husband. I'm an anointed father. I'm an anointed pastor. Remember I was talking about the devils that try to attack you after you're anointed? He's not afraid of you. He's afraid of anointed you. He's afraid of anointed you. You yourself are no threat to the devil, but the anointed you is a threat. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I don't know what, what your position is in life, what you do. But whatever you do, if you do it with the anointing and don't do it by yourself, the anointing will take you to the top. The anointing will take you above. The anointing will make you above only and not beneath. Because by the anointing you know all things, and the anointing you have, the same anointing will teach you all things. There are things you don't know. I'm, I've, I've, been in, I've been in this business for years. I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. You, you don't know. If you did, you would, you, you, wouldn't, you would have so much business, you have to turn it away. And none of y'all in here got so much business, you got to turn it away. Well, I do. I'm turning it away. Well, you ain't hired people yet? And I don't know how to do that. There's the anointing. You need the anointing. Can I have three more minutes? The anointing brings the wisdom of God to your calling and your circumstances. The anointing bring the brings the wisdom of God to your calling and your circumstances. The anointing in your calling, the anointing teaches you how to operate in your gifts and your calling. Exodus 35, 30 through 33, has something remarkable in it. I've, I've used the scripture before several times, but it's worth noting based on what we're talking about here today. Exodus 35, verse 30 through 33. It says, and Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. Keep going. And he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship. He's saying... Catch, catch this, Joya. He's not saying he put the spirit, or we could say the anointing on them to lead the people. They weren't anointed to throw down their sticks and the sticks turn to snakes. They weren't anointed to part the Red Sea. They were anointed to make stuff. Sakina, so come on. Am I right about it? So I need, I need y'all to get this. Because some of y'all are writing this off like, well, I don't need all that anointing. No, he said, they're anointed to make stuff. I know that's not, that's not high-level high level vocabulary. They're anointed to make stuff. So he says, I anointed them to do it, which means they didn't have to go to school and learn it. The anointing taught them how to do it. 
So I know I got some crafts people in here making balloons and all kind of educational things and baskets and all kind of stuff people are making. You know, if you tap into that anointing on that craft, God will teach you how to do things that other people, I don't, I don't see how they do that. And don't tell them. Tell them if you want to know, get this anointing. See what I'm saying? When he says the anointing will teach you concerning all things, he's not just talking about anointing teaching you how to be a psalmist. Thank God. But there's a psalmist, you know, the, the anointing, I, I'm a psalmist. God called me that as a psalmist. Well, that's, a, that's there's anointing for that. It's not a different anointing, it's, it's the same anointing, but it comes through me in psalmist, as a psalmist. So I can write songs like that. I mean, I know it's only because I don't remember the songs. I have no clue what the songs are. That's the anointing working on me. So there's an anointing on Barry. There, some of them, some of those recipes, like man, that meal we had last Sunday. But I, I'm like, Lord, please tell me he wrote that down. Please tell me he wrote that. He wrote wrote down the recipe for that. Lord have mercy. Please write down the recipe for that. Because I want it exactly the same way every time. Just exactly like that. Don't change anything. But he probably didn't. Did you? Nope. See? What happened? There's an anointing on him to cook. Whatever, whatever you do, there's an anointing that's on you, that's in you. Don't, don't set the anointing aside. Who gets what I'm saying? I knew today when the anointing was working on my son. I, I felt that the moment it hit. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say I felt it. I saw it the moment it hit. I'm not, he may not have felt it. But I recognized the anointing. I saw it. How many of you understand what I'm saying to you today? How many of you will say, you know what, when I go from here today, some of y'all start back school, start school on, on Wednesday and some teachers are already back in school and somebody going back to work tomorrow or some of you are going to be working on your business things this week and oh man, I've been racking my brain, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Let me tell you something, let me tell you something. Let me, let me close here. This, this is my closing. We're on, we on the straightway here. About, about to break the tape. Because I remembered a few years back when we were living, on, we had a house on 16th Street we were living in. And it was, it was uh, by this time, it's six of us in this house, right? And it was just too small. I needed another, like another bedroom, another closet, another bathroom in this house. And I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't have big money. I don't know how to do 
through this. And I just said, Lord, you gotta, you gotta show me how to. And I remember, it's just like one, just one day, boop. Oh. Five of us? Okay. Well, it felt like six. House, yeah, small. It felt like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, boom, it just, here's what you do. You already got a floor and a ceiling there, boom, boom. Just wall it in, wall it in. There's a whole new bathroom, whole new bedroom. What? I couldn't fit, I mean, I'm not an architect, not a contractor, not none of that stuff. I just prayed, Lord, you know, we, you know what we need. You got to show me how to do this. Boom, there it is. What did that? The anointing. The anointing taught me. Thank you, Lord. My wife and I called to be debt free. Now, everybody has their own place. This is this, this is what God has called us to. We don't we don't hold anybody else to what God has called us to. You got that? But I didn't know how to do it. He did. And the anointing began to teach me. Okay, do this. Do this. And I, I went so extreme, my wife had to say, oh, baby. Because <laughs> I, was, I was extreme with what he was teaching me. But we came out of debt. I know that. I'm not a financial planner. The anointing teaches you these things. Things I've taught our children on how to handle money. Nobody taught me that. The anointing taught me that. You follow what I'm saying to you? My wife and I have been talking. I've been saying, you know, we have this. We're called to do ministry globally. Okay? And one of the vehicles God has given us is faith increase. And we have been just at a standstill because you know, I, I'm looking for a studio. I've been searching. I mean, I talked to a guy about having a place built. I've been online looking, trying to find a place to rent somewhere all over town. I mean, God, whatever it takes. Because I, I, we need, we gotta, we gotta do this. This we have desirable treasure oil in, in our in our dwellings, and we gotta get this oil out. We gotta be able to record, and we, you know, we can't be setting up, taking down, setting up, taking down. We gotta. So we like, we just stopped. And uh, so yesterday morning, I got up early. And I'm praying. I need wisdom. You know how to do this. I proposed a couple ideas to my wife Friday. I think it was. We should just do this. It didn't work. I'm praying Friday. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear, not through me, I heard my wife in, in the bedroom talking to Olivia. God gave her the plan. Now, I, she, later on, she told me, like, I, I want to tell her, I already knew, I, I heard you. I just, I didn't, I didn't tell you that I heard you. I was so excited. I'm like, because I'm sitting there, because I'm still praying, and I, I hear her talking, and I'm like, Lord, you're answering the prayer while I'm praying it. Right? I'm, I'm in the living room. I'm praying. As a matter of fact, I'm praying in the place that God told you that's, that's going to be the studio.
on my knees out to God. God, I, I need an answer. I need an answer on this. Boom, here it is. What taught that? The anointing. He has the exact answers you need for everything in your life. Amen. Give God a praise. Give God a praise today. I'm going to tell you this. You may, not, you may not realize, understand it, but you have heard a masterpiece from God today. You have heard the answer you need. Do you know in John 14, Jesus said this. He said, there's some things I'm telling you. He says, but when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to teach you what? All things. So the Holy Ghost will teach you all things. There's no reason for us to be ignorant about anything. There's no reason why the devil should be able to pull anything over our, our, our eyes, pull the wool over our eyes. We shouldn't get conned, scammed, tricked out of anything. We got too much anointing. He teaches us. No, don't, don't go with that. Nobody else from here on out should marry the wrong person. I said from here on out. The Holy Ghost teaches you all things. No, he ain't right. No, she ain't right. Whatever, whatever it is. You know what I mean? He's going to teach you all things. Amen. Father, I just want to say thank you for the sweetness of the anointing, the power of the anointing, and the wisdom of the anointing, that God, you have made it possible for us to know all things, made it possible for us to be taught concerning all things, made it possible for us to rise to the top. Your word says, Father, you said it this way, that you are our, the Holy One, our Redeemer, our God, who teaches us how to profit, who leads us in the way that we should go. So, Father, today we we vow to not leave the anointing behind, but we will employ the anointing as parents, as wives and husbands, as employees and employers, as business owners, as teachers, as students. No matter what things we do in this life, no matter what roles we play, God, I even think of that, God, there's an anointing on people who play sports. <laughs> God, that anointing that was on David to kill a giant with a stone, that anointing that came on Samson to kill a lion, to slay Philistines by the droves. It's the anointing that did that. God, so we can go and do in anything in this life that, Lord, you've called us to do, things that you've uh, sent us to do, Lord, places that you've assigned to us in life, we tap into the anointing that's on the inside of us.
to teach us all things so we know all things. Thank you that this, your people, shall rise to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, because we are taught. Thank you that we have insider information into the mysteries of the kingdom of God and that, God, we walk in your power and your wisdom every day of our lives. I pray this blessing upon your people that things that were not understood today, that as your people revelate, as your people meditate on the word of God, revelation will come into their hearts and they will understand the power of the anointing that we have. We thank you for it. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen.